This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. Episode one, Demand and Brand. What are we going to be discussing today? So, um, well, this is uh, very awkward to just, you know, film and record a podcast, but I'm excited for it. Yes. We talk about these things together at length, right? Um, So it's about time we let viewers and listeners in on what our conversations are because we get kind of nerdy (laughs) kind of often, right? And only you and me and Max and Mia hear it really during the day. So That's true. And we've each been on multiple podcasts with others, interview style and and things like that, but never done a podcast together and we've never made our own. No. Talk about it for how long now? Two, three years? At least. (laughs) At a minimum. The idea probably came, I don't know. Four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah. But now we're finally doing it. Why not? 2023 is next month. Might as well uh, start the year off right. So how do we start this puppy? Like, you know, we are marketing strategists. Mm -hmm. We run a marketing agency in Charlotte, North Carolina, though the agency itself is virtual and and remote. And global. And global, um, which is awesome to say. And um, maybe we start with an introduction. Like, who are you? What do you do? I'll say who I am, okay. what I do. Let's go from there. Okay. All right. Well, I am Vanessa, as you know, in this scenario, it's just you and I Well, why don't you just pretend that I don't know you? Okay, great. Very cool. You might think I'm weird, but here we go. Uh, my name is Vanessa. I have been doing marketing in some capacity for about five years now. Um, I work with my husband, who happens to be this guy right here, um, right next to me, Patrick, And for our specific agency, where I kind of live now is I do a little bit more of the project management and I'm really heavy in content, social media, trends, and how we can leverage those types of tools and information to help our clients expand their reach and engage their audience and continue to tell their story to more people out there. So. Awesome. So who are you and what do you do? My name is Patrick and I am, um, I suppose, the uh, the president of Zangardi Studio, uh, the company behind the Demand and Brand podcast. And um, my specialty is in helping brands, well, this is our specialty, sure. it's in helping small marketing teams punch above their weight class. So what we really focus on doing is helping our clientele to get the absolute maximum out of every marketing dollar they spend whether that dollar is going towards an ad campaign on social media or outside of social or on the development of a website or a video or something like that. So now the question is, what is this podcast about? Why are we doing this? We find ourselves in conversations all the time, whether it's on social or on uh, in a meeting or in a client call or something like that, where we just love to educate people on the tips and tricks and the trends and the strategies happening in marketing. And so this podcast will be doing that for the world. Um, we'll talk about marketing strategies. We'll talk about demand generation. We'll talk about website development, do's and do nots and things like that. Branding, design, dark social. I mean, a lot of this stuff. So a lot of people probably at the beginning of this, or if you, you know, coming back to this first episode years from now, Um, if you have ever followed us on any kind of social platform, I mean, that's all we talk about, right? These are the things that we talk about all the time and they're all very much related because they need to be and because they should be. And so in this podcast, we will try to make the most sense. We'll try to have the listeners go along on a journey that makes the most sense, but a lot of it will come back to time and time again, 
the strategies, the pillars, the foundations of marketing that still matter now, but how you can apply it to new scenarios, new technologies, new social media platforms and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to share our knowledge again. We talk about this all the time together. We talk about it in closed doors with clients, right? Multiple times a week. But it's now time because teams are running leaner and people are starting businesses all the time. And that's, I mean, that's what we try to do is you just try to give it away. Because marketing shouldn't be scary or complicated. There are some do's and don'ts. There are some things that people need to know. But we're here to kind of help hold your hand virtually to help people just get the information that they need to get. Yeah, I think that's perfect. With all that being said, let's jump into our main topic. What do you say? I think that sounds good. All right. So today we are speaking about demand generation and lead generation. Oh, yes. Uh, we have it positioned as demand generation versus lead generation, but mm-hmm. I'm not really sure that's the best way to state, you know, the the the, the topic. It's not a this or right. It's this and right. And I think a lot of businesses, as we know, as marketers, no matter if you are in the marketing industry as a whole or you you do marketing for your business or you're part of marketing, right? However, you do marketing. We all know the standard lead generation formula, right? Mm -hmm. Get them in the funnel. You usually get people in there because of information you already know about a current existing audience. So you're using inferences and hypotheses to say, hypotheses, to say, these type of people will probably interact with this and this is how I'm going to move them to sale, right? Pretty easy to get to. Now the whole conversation, if you spend any time on LinkedIn and you follow any marketers, is demand generation creating brand legacy mm-hmm. and efficacy and all that kind of stuff like that. But you really can't have one without the other because obviously as a business, you still need to you know get leads and then turn it into sales for revenue. But it's really cool to see it kind of change and flip on its head. But before we get too far into the weeds, why don't you kind of go through and talk about lead gen and maybe what you've seen more in the agency side and then like, you know, some of that type of stuff so we can bring um, people up to speed yeah and then we can jump into demand gen after sure that That sounds good so i believe that lead generation it's never going to go away Mm -hmm. let me say that and it's not the exact opposite of demand generation they don't work in opposition of one another but ideally they work in um i guess simultaneously they work together I believe that over the last 10, 15 years, specifically with the rise of things like um, CRM systems, things like your Salesforce systems, your HubSpots, your things that are attributing marketing dollars to ROI has driven most marketers to just go straight for leads, Mm -hmm. straight for the kill, because it's the most direct path to ROI. Mm -hmm. You're able to say, I spent $200 on this ad, and I got 50 clicks. That means each click was worth, it cost me $4. But I sold, I'm making these numbers up, 20 items, each worth $100. You can then say, okay, I made $2,000 on $200 of investment. I have a huge return. It's the most direct and easy math in, in marketing attribution. And because of that, marketing software has from Google Analytics to your ads, to your Facebook ads manager, to your any of those reports, have really focused on how many leads can you get, how many leads can you close. And that's really kind of been directing how marketers and how executives view marketing and advertising, specifically online. Um, 
So with lead generation, right, we've got uh, the basic formula is, at least for online, drive an audience to take an action. Mm -hmm. That action is usually going to be downloading something, filling out a form, buying something, and so on. And then once that action is taken, you nurture that lead, that prospect, via emails, via text, via whatever, until they finally make a purchase. That's your basic lead generation formula, and it looks like a funnel. You put a bunch of people in at the top of that funnel, and then you nurture them through, and then you get a smaller amount out the bottom of the funnel, and that's your purchase or your acquisition. With demand generation, to kind of flip that over, it takes that funnel and it kind of flattens it out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all about driving, as you said before, brand legacy or awareness and trust, whereas lead generation, it's about driving leads and ultimately value and money. Yeah, and we have talked about this and we'll get into this in this podcast because I think it's a really important thing to talk about is the customer journey map. And so customers before could easily fit into this customer journey funnel. It's pretty predictable the way that people were doing business even online pre-COVID, right? It was fairly predictable and fairly trackable. And then COVID threw every industry all over the place on its head and people had the time to research. They had the time to grow online communities, right? That's why we saw the explosion of TikTok and all mm. these types of things like that. And so the customer doesn't go in the funnel all the time and stay there. More often than not, it's the customer journey map with like, you know, 50 different points of entry and paths they can take, like a big, you know, national parks map of the way that a consumer might interact with your brand. And so, I think that lead generation is still important. It's still important to try to understand how to convert customers down that pipeline to get that transaction. But we have to totally think differently about the way that we're we're touching customers and talking to them. And so that's the perfect way to queue up what demand generation is then. Uh, we, we always say that demand generation is just kind of a new term mm-hmm. for a tried and true aspect of marketing mm-hmm. and brand building. So it really, demand generation, it really just leverages inbound marketing, it leverages social, it leverages content marketing, blogging, PR, all that kind of stuff. And it exists to build brand awareness and to build trust and to build an audience. Mm-hmm. Lead generation is kind of what, is, what, what picks it up after that audience is built, after that trust is earned, mm-hmm. to convert them into... Um, a customer, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, because we've had this conversation multiple times before about when we even go out seeking information for ourselves, right, and we're looking at trying to get information from a business online, there are such bad sales funnels that are still out there. And if anything, you know, obviously I'm speaking from my worldview, but if anything, I will go out of my way not to transact with your business if you throw me in a funnel And within five minutes of getting an email with your PDF download, which if you spend time with anybody, you know, I can't even read it. Even if I received it and was interested in hot, I couldn't even read it in that amount of time. And then I'm getting emails and I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting phone calls the next day and the next day. And then another email, like enough is enough with that. I think we need to draw a line in the sand. Like that all needs to go away forever and ever. I have a very specific belief on this, but it's true because it's callous. In my mind, it's careless. It's not putting any focus on your customer, which we talk about all the time when it comes to demand generally, Jen, you have to 
or marketing or anything, yeah. your customer has to be the focus. And so it's refreshing to me to see this change to demand gen and the way that businesses are working on building that trust. And then after that trust is built, I, as a consumer, whether it's B2B or B2C, am way more apt to say, yes, I would love a phone call with you. I would love to jump on a Zoom meeting. I'd love to go through a webinar with you. But if that trust isn't there, you can't strong arm people anymore. You can't. And you know what burns me up the most about the example you just gave is the- <laughs> Everything? The, all of it. It all sucks. Um, the example you gave was you downloaded the PDF and then immediately get a phone call and an email and then you get follow-ups and follow-ups and follow-ups. And then you start seeing the retargeted ads and all that kind of stuff before you even had the chance to read it, right? Yeah. What burns me up the most is that decision was made from a higher up who read some report from mm. McKinsey or from wherever that said, as soon as the, 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 the absolute soonest time to follow up with your lead is the best time to win that sale. And that's just not true in today's day and age. Um, listen, if I want to buy something from you on the first touch, I'm going to call you and I'm going to, or, or somehow directly communicate and say, I'm ready to buy this right now, sell it to me. If I'm just gathering information, if I'm just trying to solve my own problem, if I'm just trying to do research, that's the worst time to call me. And obviously for you too, you just yeah. told us how you hate that. Yeah. I mean, people nowadays multitask all the time. So even if you send it to me in an hour, you're calling me, I probably didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. I just was looking for a solution. This could be it. I'm in the evaluation process and the research process and the awareness process all at the same time. And so this is a really great way for us to kind of dive a little bit deeper into demand gen because that's what you should be trying to do when it comes to demand generation marketing strategies is build that relationship so deeply with your audience and your prospective audience that when they're ready, whatever your sales cycle looks like, when they're ready, they have such a positive relationship with your brand, whether you know it or not, that they're like, I know exactly who I'm calling. And then the the work, the harder work is done for you. It's done for your sales team. They're not chasing leads. They're not getting hung up on. They're not getting cussed out. They're not getting spam blocked, right? Like all right. these things that happen if people aren't keeping top of mind. So I guess when we think about it too, as we touched on before, keeping your customer and their experience top of mind, like from the people who are doing the work, the salespeople, the marketing people out there on your teams, I mean, that's the way that you're going to be able to transition into a very strong demand generation strategy. 100% agree. The other thing I would like to, I guess, touch on as it relates to demand generation is it's not a marketing-owned project or marketing-owned initiative. It's not a sales-owned initiative. It's a revenue generating teams initiative. Mm -hmm. So we think about the revenue team as the sales and the marketing team under one umbrella, mm -hmm. right? And many agencies or many uh, organizations rather, they say we have a sales team and we have a marketing team and they say the marketing team supports the sales team, but they don't. And they say the sales team communicates with the marketing team, but they don't. But in the modern organization, especially in B2B, sales and marketing have to be under one roof. Mm -hmm. They have to be the revenue team. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, that's what demand generation is all about. Yeah. Demand generation is about building trust. Um, it's about growing an audience. And it's about growing your revenue. Yeah. 
you wouldn't do it if it didn't have those three things um, kind of as the North Star. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's important too that, you know, we continue to have this conversation because marketing and sales have been so siloed that, you know, one of the starting things that you can do besides marketing strategy and like planning that out is like having ways that you're constantly communicating with your sales team. Because if you're in the marketing world and then demand gen again, and you're trying to figure out what kind of content, what kind of things you're going to put out there for your ideal audience to consume. I mean, your sales team is going to at least know five things off the rip that are barriers they come across, questions they always answer, why they might lose a deal or a sale, what, you know, they would love that their um, prospects would know and, you know, just basic Q&A, like of whatever type of product offering you offer. I mean, that right there, five things, you could create content for six months off of just asking your sales team those five t- those five questions right there. And then all that does is feed into that demand generation type of, of strategy there to really build trust with your audience and help your sales team. Absolutely. 100% agree with everything you just said. You know, it's, it's about knowing your audience, providing for them what they need, and then having the, um, I guess, the wherewithal to then follow through when they raise their hand and they're ready to buy. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So what can we tell people who are like, okay, well, I've done lead generation before and I've seen you guys, you yuck yucks talk about demand generation. I'm interested, but I don't know maybe how I can marry both together or whatever. So like, what are some tips that we can give? Let's say we primarily talk to B2B in this case. It's a little bit um, more nuanced, I think. Yeah. What are some things that we can offer businesses? If you're a lead gen, you want to pivot to demand gen a little bit, what can they do or how can those work together? So the, the big thing I think about lead gen and demand gen is again they work together but lead generation is about converting demand generation is about building so um a company that is very focused on lead generation typically will use strategies like signing up for a webinar and then they'll put them into a funnel you know a a follow-up email funnel or they'll do something like get a free trial if it's a software or schedule a call or get a call back from a salesperson, things like that. Those are very transactional. Um, Demand generation, if you were to move to a strategy that's just about building audience awareness and trust, you have to remove those barriers. Mm -hmm. It's about freely giving away content, freely giving away information with no pretense, like Mm -hmm. no, no expectation of that turning into a lead. And the crazy thing is, many times what we'll see is you'll see a decrease in quantity of leads, but you'll see an increase in the quality of leads. Which sometimes scares businesses. As soon as you dial down on the fluff and you're dialing up the valuable added content to you know your consumer and their journey, we do get some pushback as an agency working with our partners and saying, well, we don't have as many leads as we did before, but... I don't know if I give you a thousand leads, but only one of them converts and you're chasing things 999 that aren't, or I'm giving you 200 leads and 20 of them convert. I'm feeling like in the end, once it all smooths out and you kind of understand that, you'll see that chasing warm leads are way better than chasing ice cold leads. Absolutely agreed. And lead generation, um, it focuses on the amount. 
filling that funnel, mm -hmm. letting the sales team, letting the marketing uh, technologies, your CRM and so on, kind of do a lot of that heavy lifting. And it's pushing, in my case, in my opinion, many vanity metrics. Yeah. It's pushing the vanity metric of how many people are in my CRM, how many email opens did I get, how many cold or warm calls did I make. All those things are bullshit. What really matters is the quality of lead and in many cases, the time to close on that lead. So when you've built demand, you're going to be getting more quality leads from the right audience. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be more motivated and they're going to be quicker to close. And at the end of the day, it's my belief, and I'll, I'll lump you in here. I believe it's your <laughs> belief as well. It's my belief that you would want more, like a, a, a higher percentage of quality leads that yeah. are quicker to close than wasting your time on a bunch of people who are kicking tires or maybe never were interested in the first place. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to, to kind of circle it back, is lead generation, demand generation working together, but perhaps looking at it if you still would like to operate kind of in a funnel mentality. Demand generation will now sit at the very top of your funnel, and it's going to be like one of those coin things that you go at McDonald's, right? And the very top of that thing is massive, yeah. and you're trying to catch everything you can at the top with demand, doing free webinars, you know, download PDFs for free, starting social media accounts and just talking to people, doing videos, right? All the podcasts, just spending your time and energy putting out information without any quid pro quo or any pretense or any, I need something from you before you get this from me to catch anybody you can. And as they work their way down into that funnel, then you can think of it as more of a lead. You can nurture that lead because they've already shown some kind of interest. And once they move far enough down there, you can tell that there's probably a pretty high likelihood that they're going to convert and they're going to convert with you because they've done their research. They've talked to their peer network. They've watched their TikToks. They've looked on LinkedIn, right? All the things that we do yeah. to purchase things, whether it's B2B or B2C, and then capture that demand at the top of that funnel and then work on lead generation in the middle because it's going to be way more lucrative. So let me pick up the ball here and, and kind of run with it a little bit to talk about how demand and lead gen can work together. Mm -hmm. So the example you just laid out was perfect, but let's, I'm going to get a little bit more practical. Okay. So, because at the end of the day, we're marketers and yep. we like to talk about tech. We like to talk about <laughs> campaigns. Yes. We like to get nitty gritty. So yeah. let's get nitty gritty. Okay, let's get nerdy. So demand generation, it's all about, again, copy or uh, content maybe is the better way to say that. It's about engaging with an audience and it's about building trust. So here's a way that we can turn that into a lead gen campaign. We as marketers can take that audience that we've built on, let's say, LinkedIn or on your website, on your YouTube, and you can create using pixel data, you can create something like if you have a YouTube channel and you want to target only people who have watched, let's say, 90% or more of specific videos on your channel, you can create a uh, YouTube ad, a Google mm -hmm. ad, a Facebook ad, mm -hmm. and so on. You get the idea. Um, targeting those people and that can be your lead generation campaign. So if you're a mortgage broker, as an example, and you have a Instagram or you know a TikTok or you have a YouTube channel or something like that that's sharing longer form videos about that, you know, saving for a house, buying a home, whatever the case may be, you know, maybe you take that that pixel data and you say, I want to target anyone that's watched 75 to 95 to 90 or 100 percent of these videos. You put that into an audience and then you run a Facebook an Instagram ad campaign, maybe 
uh, driving them to a webinar or driving them to a free download or something like that where you can then capture the actual comp content information, their first name, you know, their phone number, their email and stuff like that. You give them the thing that they said they would get, you know, the webinar or whatever, and then you follow up with them, whether you do that directly on a one-to-one -one basis, if it's like a really kind of bottom of the funnel kind of thing, or you put them into a nurture campaign if it's more top of the funnel. And that's a great way because people are already familiar with you. Mm -hmm. they've, they've, you've earned their trust. Yeah. They've seen you on their feeds. They know who you are. And when you finally get the point to, to drive them into taking a converting action, they're going to be more warm and yeah. more ready to buy. So with that campaign, you've taken the audience and you've built the trust. And then finally you asked for something. It's like what Gary Vee always says, you know, mm -hmm. jab, 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 right hook. You give, you give, you give, and then you ask. And when you ask, they're more likely to respond. Yeah, Gary Vee's been on this demand gen for like a decade. Like that man, I think he's a prophet. He's a marketing prophet somehow. Yeah. He's nerdy. He gets mm -hmm. in it. He's producing the content. So he has a first first, you know, I view at everything. But I think he's an interesting person. If, if anybody who's listening or watching this has never heard Gary Vee before, you probably have, but if you have not. If you've been sleeping under a rock. Yeah, but there might be like one or two people who've never heard of him before. He's I, definitely someone to look at and to kind of understand and follow on social because yeah. he pivots and moves a lot faster than the rest of us. So if you're looking for a pulse check, he's great. Anyway, Absolutely agree. I digress. Um, I think that was a really great like tactical way to talk about like how those work together in a real life scenario. And there's just so many more nuances we can kind of go into. So perhaps, you know, we'll ask at a later time or if anybody wants to send us a message or whatever about a specific thing, we can answer it on the podcast or a video or, you know, some kind of get them some answers for what they're looking for of other situations and instances. Because all businesses are unique, even if you're in the same industry, there are different things that you do, different things that you know, and your audience might be a little bit different. So if there is one thing that you think we can leave people with, with lead gen versus demand gen, and like, it's not a fight, they're friends, what would be the one takeaway you'd like to give everybody right now? I think the, the one takeaway for me is that in marketing, nothing is set in stone. Mm. You have to be willing to investigate and try new things, mm -hmm. and you have to be flexible. Our audience are just people. You know, our consumers are just regular people, and they're doing their regular everyday things, and they change, and we need to change with them. Yeah. So what worked in 2015 is not guaranteed to work in 2023. And if you keep working and, and um, going about marketing in you know, what worked in the past is going to work in the future with that mentality, it's not guaranteed. So that's my one thing of be open, be flexible, be fluid, just like your audience is. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, my one takeaway would be, I mean, I have had this conversation with a few clients, but I kind of look at myself as a scientist anymore, a marketing scientist. We have hypothesis, hypotheses, multiple at the same time. And we say, well, let's try this because with social media and a exponential explosion of technology and people being able to start businesses, new softwares. I mean, you name it, right? We're in like this really interesting point in time in marketing and tech right now that I think if you can, to your point, experiment, have fun, try new things and look at yourself as more of a scientist when it comes to demand generation for your business and your industry, I think you will look at it from a different perspective and find some really great gems that are hidden 
that will really resonate with your audience when it comes to creating demand and then creating that brand legacy. Because, you know, before we end this episode, demand generation is not something you can do overnight. No. Lead generation, you could turn on and find some kinds of leads in a shorter amount of time. But demand generation is not that. So that's why we started the Demand and Brand podcast. We want to keep talking about this. We think a lot of people need to understand the difference. Um, so without... With that, I think this episode is pretty wrapped up, this inaugural episode here. I think we cut it here. And and uh, I would say that this podcast, you know, while it's called Demand and Brand, not every episode's about demand, mm-hmm. not every episode's about brand. It's That's our overarching theme, mm-hmm. right? It's about building brand awareness, building demand, and, you know, exploring the world of marketing together. Yeah, I love that. If you need to follow us for any reason, we're on TikTok at Zangardi. We are on Instagram at Zangardi Studio. We are on LinkedIn as Vanessa Zangardi and Patrick Zangardi. You can also find our business page there, Zangardi Studio. And as always, Zangardi.com is a great way to find us. So if you need anything, please let us know. We'd love to talk about things that you care about. So send us a message and let us know what else is out there that we need to be discussing. I'm into it. Let's do it.